You're listening to Tabletop Genesis, a podcast by Genesis fans for Genesis fans. Hi there, this is Mike Lord. And Tom Roche. And we are Tabletop Genesis. And this week, we are reaching the conclusion of the track-by-track, month-by-month release of the songs from Peter Gabriel's I.O. album. And this week, this month, and this year is concluding with the last song on the album, Live and Let Live. So let's hear a little bit of it right now. hard to believe that we're finally at track number 12 after what has been the quickest longest year ever yeah <laughs> exactly so it's both like oh yeah 12 songs 12 months and it we've started this journey back in january and here we are and it seems like yesterday and it also seems like it's been going on forever <laughs> what uh do you just trivia you probably do but what do you remember what the first track released was the first uh, panopticom all right yep do you now now if you ask me like what the seventh <laughs> track was don't know if i'd be able to jump out and say that but i know that it was panopticom four kinds of horses or was the court second the court um, was second the court was second okay and then it was four kinds of horses uh, i won't make you go through all yeah all that that that, that <laughs> and don't make three, me go through all that <laughs> exactly <laughs> after three it would get fuzzy there so that's kind of where things are at 
But so, so what was your general impression of this final track, Tom? We had heard it live. Right. In, in Philly and you heard it again in New York. I think it was one that I, when we discussed the show, I think I passed over talking about this because I honestly couldn't remember what it sounded like and hearing it, it didn't ring a bell. So um, <laughs> it was almost like hearing it for the first time again. Sure, It took a few listens to grow on me, but it did finally grow on me. When it first started, the very first line of the first verse sounded like a people get ready. You know, that okay. song by Curtis yeah. Mayfield and right, was right. done by Jeff Beck later and Rod Stewart did a, there's a train, the rolling like yeah. that kind of same melody, but then it kind of changes tune after that. And the first half of the song seems to be like just the verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. Uh, then it switches into kind of like the last half of the song, which has that swelling of the chorus, the everyone, it takes courage to learn to forgive, yeah, to be right. brave enough to listen, to live and let live. And it kind of repeats that. I think the one before that, he actually references uh, Desmond Tutu and Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King. I became a fan of that second closing more than the first half of the song. Got it. And I could see where, you know, it's swelling. He's got the Soweto chorus in there. Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of throwing all everything in the kitchen sink into this ending of the song, which ends up being the last song on the album. Yeah. So as an album closer, I, I think it works better as an album closer than a standalone song. Yeah. But I, I, I definitely give it a thumbs up after having really given it, you know, maybe on a four or five listens now, bright side, dark side. <laughs> yes. We got them both at the same time. This uh, funny side this, up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I generally agree with you, although I don't know if I'm quite there yet in as kind of liking it as much as you do. Like I've, I liked it. And, but at the end of listening to it, I think I listened to each mix of it two or three times before this podcast. And I was like, yeah, that's good. I like it. Middle of the pack. It's like if I I haven't done a ranking of these uh, these these tracks yet, but I feel like this would be almost like squarely smack dab in the middle, which doesn't mean it's bad or anything like that. I just think that there's other tracks. If we're looking at this as an album that I liked a little bit better with it, I thought the lyrics were pretty solid. And I like you, I liked the kind of real world references in there. Yeah. And I did think it was interesting. Did you watch the video of Gabriel talking about the track? I must have missed it because I was looking for it before we started talking and I couldn't find it. Was it was it through an email or it's on, on YouTube is where I watched it. I just I subscribed to his feed on YouTube. So it was the most I, it, if it wasn't the most recent video up there it was the next to most recent one. And there was, it was in the email that had some of the quotes from it. And one thing that I was, I, I bring it up because I was surprised by it in the email that he kind of talked about being kind of, kind of that he wasn't, somebody had suggested the theme of forgiveness for the song. And it, even reading about it, it almost sounded like he rolled his eyes like, oh yeah, forgiveness type of thing. And then when he was talking about it, I really got the sense that he was almost like, like almost very dismissive of the idea of writing a song about forgiveness. And in talking about it, it almost seems like he was like, yeah, it's like, there are some things that are unforgivable and everything. And can you really do this? And 
but it seemed like he kind of convinced he talked himself into that it would be a good song a good maybe because of his complex feelings about forgiveness it would be a good way to kind of put that down on paper almost or put it down in audio with that because it is i think the song comes down on the side of forgiveness but it's it's not an easy path to walk no i mean i think in his writing about it, I didn't re- watch the video, but he said some similar things in just the write-up of it and how thinking back on quotes that he had read from Elsa Mandela and Desmond Tutu about, you know, basically having to let go. I, I, not, I'm paraphrasing, just like you can't hold on to this hurt. And I think those lyrics, and I I think these are among the better lyrics on the album. I think it, was, it has a great message and they're very straightforward not that i don't like the symbolism that he uses in some of his other songs but i liked how you know it's basically all these options that you can take you can either hold on to the hurt and pain you can let it go you can be free or you can lock yourself away you know you have the key it's up to you and i think one of the better lines in the song was about talking about the hurt it spins around in your mind with an eye for an eye again and again until the whole world is blind yeah which, you know, is any conflict that may or may not be going on right now, it just seems like it's an eye for an eye over and over again. Like it, no good can come from it unless you somehow learn to live and let live. Yeah. We're in these cycles that, you know, it, it's the it's it's trite because it's true that, you know, if if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Blood begets blood and everything. And so there's there's a lot of things like that in the world. And 10 years from now or 10 years previous, we should have this exact same conversation about things because, you know, it's hard for people to get past the tragedies of the past. And that's, again, a pretty deep thing to be putting into song, but that's what Peter does with his music a lot of times. I also like the line, uh, you dream of revenge and you dream of reply. I mean, how many times... All of us say, "Oh, damn it! I wish I had said yes." <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I, you know, yeah, I have the, the perfect day, comeback now. So either the next day or ten years later, you're like, "Oh, when he said that, I should have said this." And and what are you going to do with that? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's 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 a it's a small thing that just kind of you know is in your head, and then you're trying to realize like it doesn't matter. It you doesn't know, and, and again, there's there's huge things in in life, and I think Peter gets to this the contradiction of this is that it is really hard to forgive you know it's 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 i don't think he's dismissive of the pain that forgiveness can cause people you know because it's not an easy path to walk and i think that's where his you know rolling of the eyes dismissiveness of it kind of comes from but also when he thinks more deeply about it goes but what's the alternative to that it's like the alternative. It's like if you don't forgive in some way, shape, or form, you're stuck in the cycle. And forgiveness seems to be the one way out of that that path. And so it allows you to to move on. And and he, like you said, in the end, he's admitting that it's not. Oh, just forgive. It's an easy thing. I mean, the whole ending, repeated chorus is it takes courage. Yeah, to learn to forgive to be brave enough to listen. I mean, not everybody can do that. It's just not easy. So he found that hook that worked for him to make it 
so that it isn't just a trite kind of walking around with flowers, putting things in people's hair and everything. <laughs> so, but can he forgive Tony Banks? That's the that's what the, what it really comes down to. That's on the next album. He hasn't <laughs> he, he hasn't reached that point yet. Yeah, he did actually talk about not that he has anything to not that Tony again I'm making a joke about their personal relationship, which I'm sure is very good. But he did talk about something about oh, he, there's a song for the next album. He said in this video that because I think the trumpet player on this track, he found him because he did a cover online of a track that he did live. What lies ahead? What lies beneath? I forget the title of it. He said, oh, he's like, this is a track that'll be on the next album. And I'm like, this mythical album that he's talking <laughs> about, he did say that there would be another album in fairly quick succession for him. So maybe maybe he's really thinking about that. So, you know, maybe, maybe within this 2020s decade before he turns 80, there'll be another album. It was a uh, Paolo Frezu okay. was the trumpet yes. player. I think it's Italian. I think so. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure of the background there, but they had a little clip of the video clip of, of him playing this song on the video that was on YouTube. So, so if you want to see, if people want to seek that out, that's something to uh, to check out. And there might even be a link within the video or something to what that cover is. And maybe we can find it and put it put it out there online somewhere. So I like I, a couple of my notes. I, I liked the music in the verses of this. I liked kind of the bubbly keyboard beneath it with having the bright side and the dark side come out at the same time. It actually allowed me to listen to them right next to each other basically on first and second and third listens type of thing. I listened to the bright side first as kind of as version prime. And so, <laughs> so the dark side is always going to be in comparison to that version. And at least like it, it seemed to me the differences were for the dark side was that the bass was, I felt pr much more prominent mm -hmm. and that the strings in the choruses sounded slightly different, not radically different or anything, but it just sounded a little, a little sharper. Like there might've been a little bit more included in the dark side mix with that. But other than that, I thought again, that, and I think the ending, the, the, the choir, the chorus might've been a little bit more prominent in the dark side also. It's, it's a little more, more prominent and it, goes on for maybe around 20 or 30 more seconds okay. so i think that's what you know it was maybe mixed a little out of it more in the bright side yeah, mix. But sure. the dark side i think once i listen to that one i prefer again the kitchen sink that he throws into the end including where almost everything kind of fades away except for like a repeated chorus of the yeah not not the chorus but like a a chanting or something yeah that the, the choral group lasts longer in that version and kind of yeah. that's what you fade out on and everything so yeah i think that between the two of them i like the dark side version better and that will be something interesting to kind of as as we digest the, these versions over time to be like you know do people more consistently like one or the other or is it you know just a crapshoot based upon you know i like the light side i like the dark side type of thing I might have to, to uh, when we actually do our album episode, which we were talking about beforehand, when I do my poll, maybe I'll have to do a mm. right side, dark side. Yeah. I'll have to figure out if, if, if we have the technology to do that, that might be too advanced. For <laughs> right. Yeah. My well, poll. I, heads, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want, we don't want to overstress your poll. No. I wonder if it's like, it's, this might be something to roll out over time also. 
and it might even be just something to do on a Twitter poll versus something on the um on the website or what X or whatever it's called nowadays, and just do like a series of things that are just you know the court bright side versus dark side. What do you prefer to kind of make it? A little bit more manageable that way so so people you're hearing us think out loud about how to do <laughs> things here so but yeah so overall I, I i liked this track middle of the road in a good middle of the road not meaning safe average track but just in this in these 12 songs if i were to rank them i feel it would be in the middle of the of the pack there yeah i'd say about around fourth fifth sixth okay kind of but that's middle of the pack for fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one so. one other uh, guest musician that I was happy to see on this track was Steve Gad. Oh yes, the drummer. Right. Yeah, he uh, does snare brushes loop, which is you know very prominent in the beginning of the song. Yeah. That kind of like. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was nice. Who's and he's played with hundreds of people that yes. you know. <laughs> and that's something that he said that uh on the video he talked about that obviously he and tony levin had been playing together and friends for years but they actually grew up in the same town together which i didn't realize that they're <laughs> i didn't know that their their relationship went back that far he said that he brought steve in to do some drumming it sounded like kind of years ago maybe like in the 20 uh, in the beginning of the 21st century somewhere and so he called him up and basically said hey can we use this stuff that we recorded of you and he was like yeah sure go for it so that that was how his contribution was in there steve gad also did play drums on a genesis related release that it's not peter gabriel related <laughs> an album we talked about i would say uh it was a banks album wasn't it it was yes was it fugitive yes ding 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 per correct <laughs> so you win the trivia contest for today so that is the he played on at least one of the tracks on that album so yeah so very cool and everything anything else on this track particularly tom that you wanted to get out there for yes let's let's see posterity? let's see let's see if we're b-side bros again oh yes all right and not just on b-sides but in thoughts process yes, in general of course all right what one word comes to mind when you look at the cover for this single oh one word we'll edit this thinking yeah, part see, out. <laughs> I'll, or i'll stretch it out even longer like yes. five minutes or so people um, are like hey, wait did my headphones <laughs> go off <away?" laughs> right what happened here oh boy what did i think of or what does it remind you of it does remind, it's funny, it reminds me of something, but I can't think of I'll give you a hint. what, it's yes. Genesis related. Yes. Arrgh. A song. Ooh, um, um, something lamb related? Yes. Um, Slipperman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the first thing I saw was, oh, that's the Slipperman costume. Yeah, you know, with sure, all sure. the. Modern, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, modern, a modern version of that. So the funny thing I thought is he mentioned that the artist's name is Nick Cave, and I was like, the musician, you know, but oh. it sounds like it's <laughs> it's somebody totally different. But you had to lead me into being the B side bros on that. So that's okay. I didn't that. have to force feed it, so that's good. No, no, it was good. It, it, it was something I was thinking a bit more visually if there was something that kind of multicolored, but then just thinking of all the bits and bobs on it, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Superman. That's that's kind of. 
made sense there. So you can see two of his bobs on there, right? I you think know, so. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> if only Gabriel had dressed up like that for the song, for the performance of this song live, it might've stuck in your head a little bit more. So when he, when he tours for the next album next year, yeah, he'll do exactly. that. So I do kind of, I really do hope that there is kind of IO part two tour in the next year, because it would be great to hear more of this music after being even more familiar with it. Again, you know, I don't know if I would need to hear, you know, nine, eight, nine tracks from it, but it's, it's like, I think the tracks that, you know, rise to the top would be a good focus for another new material tour. So, yeah. So that'd be something. I agree. Again, so we'll see what happens with Mr. Gabriel, but who knows what's going on with that. So what we'll do from here, Tom and I were just discussing uh, before we started the actual uh, podcast is that we've now reached the end of this year. We've reached the end of this album. And so we will do kind of a reflective, let's talk about IO, all the tracks all together. You know, maybe not quite track by track like we do kind of a classic album review, but we certainly do want to sum up this experience in this year. So, Tom, you'll be putting your poll out there as we discuss. Yes, I'll, I'll be sticking that out sometime this... <laughs> this Waving buddy. it in, in the wind somewhere, so... <laughs> By the end of this, you know, in a few days or, yes, you know, so just keep an eye when, on it. When you, hear this, the, when you hear this, it will either be out already or out very soon. So yes. that's probably a safe way of putting it. So, And you and no excuses. Everyone's had all year to yes. listen to these tracks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if you need to refresh your memory, the album is coming out on December 1st. So you can, you'll even be able to hear the surround versions of that if you haven't listed the, that recently. That's I'm actually very much looking forward to hearing that version of this album. So yeah, so we'll do that. And then we'll also kind of at that point talk about plans for the future. So we have, well, we have ideas, we have thoughts, we have ideas for albums to cover in the future, but we'll get a little bit more into, you know, not quite detailed detail for that, but we will discuss that coming up soon. So And, and I'm sure we'll... Leave Peter B for a few, yeah, episodes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I think, I, I, yeah maybe we'll have to other... not talk about Peter Gabriel for a year and see. I think how there that might goes. have been some other members of Genesis that yeah. we might be able to talk to. I think so. Talk we'll to see. oh no, talk that's wish, that's wishful thinking. <laughs> that is wishful thinking. But, talk about. But I have thought about that. I I would love to do some more interviews in this coming year. We, I, at the beginning of pandemic, I had the the these great thoughts of like oh we can people will want to talk on zoom and do all this stuff and then i think just life gets in the way and yeah. you don't make the plans to do it and everything so uh but hey there was a global pandemic going on so that's <laughs> you know that's my excuse for you know us not being maybe as motivated as we could have been but we got podcasts out for y'all yes so we'll be doing more of that in the coming year we'll talk more about that in detail coming up but i think for now i'm mike lord and tom roche and this has been Tabletop Genesis. Pain. And just how deep 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Tabletop Genesis. Archived episodes can be found at tabletopgenesis.com, along with updates, polls, and various other podcast-related news. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to have shows automatically downloaded to your computer when we post new episodes. To keep up with all the Tabletop Genesis activity, follow us on Twitter at Genesis Tabletop. You can like us on Facebook by searching for Tabletop Genesis, and you can email us directly at genesistabletop at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast or send us questions we can address on future episodes. go let me stop recording bonk are you sure you want to stop recording to the cloud yeah